Cassandra, Cassandra, are you ready? Cassandra, Cassandra. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. But you want to know what I'm really wanting to know? What? <laughs> so Travis Scott makes this Formula One reference in his new album. I can't remember what song it is, but he's like, I got the formula but something, something. And I for sure literally thought he was going to say, but give me the formioli from SpongeBob. Ravioli, ravioli, give me the formioli. And I just feel like he had this amazing opportunity to make a a formioli reference. That's a deep cut SpongeBob reference. I just, I don't think it's deep. That's a deep cut. You think so? Yeah. Unless you really love SpongeBob, you wouldn't know that. I don't really love SpongeBob. You know what though? We did. We did watch a lot of SpongeBob. We did love it. Ravioli, 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 give me the formioli. (laughs) And I just thought that, you know, he was going to, Travis Scott was going to go in that direction, but he didn't. Sonder had the honor of showing me the twin bitches song today twin bitches twin bitches getting off a jet ski (laughs) (laughs) anyways what's up meanies what what are the big updates that have been happening in your life tell the people you seem a little sad you seem like the sad girl these days come on you're putting it on instagram like do you blame me (laughs) you think it's that obvious yeah i guess i'm in my sad girl era feels so good to not be the sad one oh my god (laughs) what a relief um i why the fuck you so sad girl i i've definitely been going through something like what it was all triggered by thinking i had all my shit together and feeling like i had everything all neatly packed and if you watch rick and morty there's this clip where morty is telling his sister summer to get her shit and get it all together it was all started when i felt like i had all my shit together and everything was going in a very clear stark path one that i wasn't even sure that i wanted to be on Mm -hmm. preach this but it felt good and exciting and that i was moving forward and that momentum was happening outside of me creating it which doesn't usually happen and then i got the rug pulled out from underneath me specifically with a job opportunity that i literally thought that was mine i thought it was in the bag i didn't even think it was a it was a job interview i thought it was just being given to me and i thought i was going to make a ton of money and do really cool things and i was so excited and then to find out other people in this situation all fucking got the sick deal and then they basically told me they didn't want anything to do with me okay so that just happened so that happened last week it happened wednesday early evening last week and it catapulted me thursday friday saturday literally i started to question my worthiness i Fucking spiraled. Really? I spiraled. That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, low-key, I did not see you for days. How weird is it that on Thursday, I, one of my friends booked me in for a chiropractor session, and I had a Ashiatsu massage already booked. Bless you. How crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you were waiting to do that. <laughs> no, I wasn't. It just came. How crazy that I had those two things booked already. What was the first thing? Chiropractor ah. with Gabby Goldack at the Inside Space. She's a very special chiropractor. She's mm. a your typical chiropractor. And then I got a massage. What are the odds that I'd have a self-care day planned not knowing that I was going to basically get told that I'm not special? Well, you know what Khloe Kardashian says? <laughs> what? Tell God your plans and he'll, he'll laugh, laugh at, you. at you. So you had all these plans for these opportunities, if you will, that were presenting themselves to you. You had plans for arbitrary opportunities in a way. And then when it didn't come to fruition in the way you had thought, even though you didn't even necessarily want it, you felt extremely disappointed. They're not okay. arbitrary. It's not arbitrary. I mean, 
mean, it could, uh, you could look at it as arbitrary. It didn't feel arbitrary to me. How many more times can we say arbitrary? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, it wasn't arbitrary to you. I hear that. It's just funny because this is what I wanted to talk about on the episode today. What mean? For all the people that listen to this podcast are probably mermaids Sorry. like us. Yes. Mermaids. Yeah. Magical little beings, very special people, never quite fit into a mold, mm -hmm. knew that there was something unique within them from the time maybe they were in middle school and they were making up plays or singing songs or making cool videos or writing lyrics and poetry, but never quite fit in to this stature of sorority girl, nine to five job, looking perfect by society standards, of which there's nothing wrong with those things, by the way. Of course. Nothing wrong. We just never fit into that mold or written a pre-written script, I would say. Yes. We never fell into an existing template that felt right. Again, that doesn't mean that it is better or newer or more exciting. It just didn't feel authentic to us, especially as little kids growing up and trying to figure out what the fuck even we wanted to like do and how we wanted to spend our time. Eh, I don't think so. As little kids, every moment was our fucking oyster, Cassandra. You and I had endless amounts of creativity and energy. I was literally referencing it today. At my new house, at the back of our back porch, there is probably two feet wide and maybe like 15 feet length of, in quotation marks, a wooded area that's backed up along a fence. And I said, if Marina and I were kids, we would have made this a city. We would have made this three different worlds with nothing back there except maybe little treasures. I found like a little hot pink army man. This would have been everything for us to find a little oh plastic my cowboy. God, that sounds amazing. Hot pink. And I was just like, this would have been our world probably until we were like getting into books like Harry Potter, until we were going into another universe where that somebody else has crafted. So all this goes to say is that probably the people that listen to this podcast are people that can relate to us. So they haven't always fit into a mold. And so I wanted to talk about this particular subject today because I was blindsided. Mm. I was blindsided last week. Damn, girl. The moment I start to think about why I was so blindsided, it starts unraveling like this, like I pulled a thread and all of a sudden everything is uncontrollably unraveling in my hands. And I'm looking back at the last 20 years of my life mm -hmm. and I'm realizing, oh, this all makes so much sense. I'm struggling now to figure out how to move forward. Mm. So here's the thing. I know that I'm a hard worker, that I'm a big lover, that I am a passionate person. However, in just about every single work opportunity or relationship I've ever been in. I have had to beg the significant other person in that relationship mm -hmm. to take a chance on me, to, to trust that I'm a hard worker, that I can be creative for you, or I'll, I'll sacrifice the world for your goals and for your dreams. And Cassandra's like literally making this horrendous face because it, it is kind of desperate. It just uh, sounds like miserable. Yes. To and be in that position over and over again. I found myself in this position over and over again and the law of diminishing returns is there, right? So with every new time I mm -hmm. do this, the, the feedback becomes less desirable. And nonetheless, when I've given more and done more and revealed more of what I can do for you to have someone turn their head at me and be like, actually, no, thank you. We don't want any of your magic. It literally felt like someone took a shit on my face. <laughs> 
like throwing Harry Potter and all of his magic in the cupboard and said, go away. We don't want wow. you. Have we ever looked at ABBA's lyrics for Take a Chance on Me? Oh, actually, this is this is not the vibe. Honey, I'm still free. Take a chance on me. If you need me, let me know. Gonna be around. If you've got no place to go, if you're feeling down. I love the I love the vibe of Take a Chance on Me, but, this but it's not the vibe. So we're moving on. So Feeling like you've got a massive dumperoony on your beautiful face. I think could be a really, I almost said fresh, but could just be a stark reminder of you didn't want to be there in the first place. You know, when you get dumped by the guy that you didn't even really like all that much, just, this is it. You're dumped by the guy that you didn't even like that much. It hurts just as much, if not even more when you're dumped by the- But it's not about the guy, Neen. It's about the thread of what's going on within. You know what I mean? Yes, but the thread in the story and narrative that I'm continuing to tell myself is that I think that I am so special, Mm. but I don't actually know if anybody else around me thinks I'm special. Do you think that anybody is actually special? Of course, yes. Okay, so you think specialness exists? I think specialness exists, and I do believe it it exists in particular people. And they're usually people People that have had to overcome adversity in different areas, times of their life, and have chosen to co-create a new opportunity for them. I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm at a point where I am literally so tired of creating opportunity in my life for me, but I know that it's the only way. Like my good friend Kara said, the only time you should ever be working for a corporation is when you fucking start one. And she's absolutely right. Mm. But see, I disagree. I definitely am so thankful I went through that phase where I got dicked by a corporation, but I got my bag filled in the meantime. Like that was a selective choice that I made, but could I ever go back? Hell no. I've never worked for a corporate company outside of internships. I've never really done that. I have been hustling nonstop, piecing together and Frankensteining my work for literally, I don't know, Cassandra, 10 years. And the funny thing is, I know how I sound right now. Like what? The queen of my own pity party. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of hard to feel bad for you when you're doing it <laughs> like yours just queening it up, you know? I'm like, you know. I know. And I told Kara on the phone today, I said, I felt bad for myself for two days and now I need to get over it. You don't, so you don't have to like get over it. My therapist was saying when you give yourself a false acceptance of something and you believe that you've basically accepted something, whether it's an apology or, you know, not getting that job, you're filing it into some sort of resentment category somewhere. And it kind of sounds like that's what you're doing over there. Well, did I tell you that? Have you checked that file cabinet lately? What's in there? That's funny that you say that because my chiropractor, Gabby, was literally like, hey, your gallbladder's full of resentment. And I was like, oh, god damn. You're like, have you, did you check my inbox before I walked in here? How the fuck did you know that, girl? I was like, how the fuck? Truly. literally amazing. I, I got that womb massage on Friday. Do you want to talk about it? Oh my god. It was an unbelievable experience have a, a womb massage is maybe, maybe like the street name for what it is also referenced as the Mayan abdominal massage, which is body work on your abdominal region that does a lot of different types of massaging and 
and um, feeling around for the organs in that central region. Obviously, as a woman, so I carry uh, ovaries and <laughs> Ksana's sweating right now. <laughs> what other anatomy do I need to name? Dude, I got a womb. I got a whole ass womb. And my womb is near my colon and my womb and my diaphragm are obviously interacting. And I learned that my diaphragm, she didn't tell me. I just felt it. My diaphragm is like, like two ironclad doors slammed shut. And I'm like, oh, this explains a lot that I haven't really been able to luxuriously breathe my whole life. Boom. My whole life. Dude, I used to get anxious when I would make out with somebody, like even when I was younger. Now I don't really care because I've done so much breath work that helps me alleviate that anxiety. But I would be like, how am I supposed to do anything like longer than eight seconds? Because also I can't really hold my breath because by the way, hot take team, Marina and I did not learn how to swim until we were 10. Sana, we were like 14. (laughs) We were not 10. And by the way, we went to the Y and we were amongst children. Two-year-olds. And so we just, you know how the teacher holds the two-year-olds back so that they can float? Marina and I were taking turns holding each other's backs and then being like, we shouldn't be here. We should just figure this out on our own later. And then I feel like what we ended up doing was just at that time later in our life when we could drive around and go places on our our own with our high school bestie, we would just get high and go to the pool and kind of like slowly figure it out. But I wasn't comfortable in deep end water. I mean, until I was like 23. At least. Like 24, 25. Yeah. I remember one time I was night swimming with a friend and I said, hey, I can't really see you. So if you go out of sight, like I can't really swim all that well. Let's not go too far away from each other. And he looked at me and he was like, you can't swim. Well, yeah, because you were, weren't you swimming at the quarry and you yeah. swam, swam from one side of the quarry to another, well, which you swam like a half mile. <laughs> I didn't end up actually doing that because I didn't feel my anxiety at that point was pumping through my vein. Now I could do that, but just slowly. But back at it to say, you couldn't breathe through your nose so you couldn't make out with people. I am a shit kisser. I'm just kidding. I'm a great kisser because I had to overcome adversity. <laughs> no, my diaphragm is pretty much like a, a whole territory that I need to get into, which contributes to many, many things. But this womb massage was 90 minutes. She stood on me. Oh, she, she did some she ashiatsu. Did ashiatsu. Bless you. She used... <laughs> <laughs> she used tuning forks against my sternum, against my clavicles, against my pelvis. I'm also about two days away from starting my moon, aka your bleedy bleedy cycle. And I loved how she adjusted to the fullness of my uterus. And the only thing I wish we would have talked about was yoni eggs. Why? Because I want to bring in, like a lot of the time it feels like my pelt, like sometimes I'll, you know, take a nice long morning dizzy, also known as a dump. And I'll be like, oh my God, did I just shit out my uterus? You know, it feels like my pelvic floor is coming out of my butt. Um, so there's a lot going on there. And I know pelvic floor is a whole ass thing, but I wanted to talk about maybe bringing that prana and those bandhas up to just like lift. But it's not always the, it's the lifting that we're taught in society to suck it and lift. I'm not like trying to do that. Literally, exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's a common misconception about yoni eggs. <gasps> I cannot wait to hear. And if anybody feels like their pelvic floor is like a little less intact, like listen up to what Marina has to say because pelvic floor is her passion. She has passion. Okay, about the pelvic I'm, not, floor. I'm not that well-versed in the pelvic floor. Let's see what you got. I, I bet you're well-versed. I will tell you that the tissue of the pelvic floor is often commonly misunderstood as being weak when it's more commonly overexerted and contracting. That's so, what she said. She said that. So that's why yoni eggs, common misconception to use them because you're further contracting muscles that are exhaustive. And it's and they're short and tight. It's mainly a coordination issue. Coordinating the pelvic muscles with your diaphragmatic breathing. It's mainly a coordination 
coordination issue. So if you jump up and down and you leak or you pee a little bit when you do certain things, it's a coordination issue. Most cases for a lot of individuals, it's not that they need to further tonify their muscles. It's like synchronicity. It's like tuning into the fact that these things can be a wave rather than just like, ooh, 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 like jolty back and forth. My pelvic floor feels completely unrelated to the rest of my systems, you know? Me too. I, I don't even feel like I have an emotional or physical relationship to the thing. A lot of people would agree with that because we are not taught to explore your relationship with your pelvic floor. In fact, if you were like, I have a really strong emotional and spiritual relationship with my pelvic floor, most people would think that you were cuckoo for cocoa. The woman that we're talking about, her name is Nicole Carras, and she does her work out of inner wisdom, mm-hmm. which is in, in Worthington, Clintonville, Worthington area. Beach Waldish. And I don't even think she has a website. I think she's just like... Inner Wisdom does have a website. So okay. you can access her okay. information through there. But she gave me herbs for my yoni steam. So many massages to take home with me. Five PDFs on so many Ksana, what's a yoni steam? A yoni steam is when you create a contained space for you to bring steam into your vulva and into your vagina. And so you can do it by sitting on a camper toilet. You can do it by sitting on the end of a chair with maybe a blanket over your knees and you have a hot bowl of water that typically has herbs or tinctures that have been sitting in there. And the steam isn't sitting right up against your body. It's like maybe a foot or two away and it kind of comes up and your body like takes it in and it's very healing. And there's a lot of traditional sort of um, nuance to that healing that comes into play for yoni steam. I feel like your yoni, aka your vagina and your vulva, they're like a giant meat flower. And Mm. it's like, like me from um, Little Shop of Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, definitely. And it feels like you're hydrating it. You're just hydrating the tissue. And she like and the takes it in. She knows what goodness. She as in your vagina. Your vulva and your yoni and your vagina. She, she knows what's good. So she's going to be like, mm, let's go. Like, let's enjoy this. Like, this is my spa day. This is my moment to shine. She's going to absolutely celebrate the yoni steam. Hey, Kourtney Kardashian did it in the Kardashians. She did. And she was trying to convince everyone else to do it. And they were like, why would I want to steam my vagina? But Kris Jenner was like, I'll do it. I'm like, you're so cool. The one thing about the yoni steam, though, is you're not supposed to do it on your bleed, though. Heads up for y'all trying to steam. The one thing that my my abdominal masseuse said was, don't just get, she was like, don't just toss that water out. She said, honor the water and the herbs. Like, put it back in the garden or let it sit for a day and then maybe put it under the moonlight and then put it in your plants. I loved how she wasn't like, you don't just throw out that water, girl. I totally put it in my garden. I love that. I'm going to drink it. (laughs) Just kidding. I made a joke to Justin. I was like, should we drink this? And he looked terrified. That's when you say, honey, we already drank it. In 20 minutes, you're going to feel very special. Very special. Do you know that they say in the conscious waking world, we are men. And when we are enlightened and in our tantric version of ourselves, we are women. Oh my God. Doesn't that make sense? So right now, me and you consciously, are we're, we're, we're male energetically. Yeah. It comes from the story of Shakti and Shiva. Shiva meaning male consciousness. Shakti meaning female enlightenment and there's a story that kind of goes something like this where forever ago when war or when strife would break out in male conscious bodies what would break up war would be the sky opening up into this major storm that threatens mankind which is shakti the goddess which is the sky so she able to stop silliness and aggro and just like bullshit of conscious violence she's so much beyond that she can stop through the sky it's 
really cool. I love that so Isn't that just much. so inspiring? Back to you feeling like unwell. Yes. We have the nitty gritty aspects of life. At the end of the day, we have to pay our bills. We want to nourish relationships. We want to be working women, the things that we want to be. Like, I don't actually know if I want to be like a working girl, but like, you know, a working girl. And there are things that come with that. But the more we take the magnifying glass and take a look at all of these little things at all times, we're going to be stuck in that tiny zoomed in place. And that's what happens to Marina for me when I get really upset. Well, guess what happens when you do that? You cannot see the periphery in the universes around you. You cannot step back because you are in a trance fixated on the things that are sucking you into this lackluster, sadness, average feeling that push you into the depression. Reminder, there's so much more to our world than getting approval from strangers. There's so much more to our world than taking a photo and having a bit perceived as sexy, cute, beautiful by other people. There is so much more to this world than trying to set up a board game of life that we don't even actually fully know if we want or enjoy, there's so much more. So when you get into those places, call somebody, call Kara, call me, call somebody to just be like, dude, I'm stuck. That was amazing. I get the same way. That's amazing. I, in moments like that, it's not people that usually catapult me out out of it. However, I I have the absolute pleasure of hanging out with a couple really wise women and they just... We love wise women. Oh my gosh. We love them. We need them. I just like can't even tell you how how important some women are to me in my life when they offer wisdom. And I'm now realizing that those really close relationships I have, if I can't go to those people for wisdom, fuck off, you know? (laughs) Just kidding. Sound off. The frequency in which my interactions with my closest friends are happening, it's becoming less in between. Like I don't, I don't need to be frequently be like, Hey, this is what I did today. This is how many times I shit. And this is what I ate. And this is what I'm doing. You know what I mean? It's more so like those moments when you're coming together, when you're wrapping up or you're maybe in progress with a point of your life and you guys are speaking to each other about it without judgment and providing wisdom from people who are so different from you. That is what lights me up. I hear you mean like when you feel down and you are sitting down or whatever on a walk, having lunch with women that inspire you, it's because they're bringing perspective and compassion to a scenario that isn't uh, trying to fit you into a mold, right? They want to see you like up. It I just makes love me smile thinking about it. And the, also on top of that, subsequently being in my garden or being in nature or being with my herbs and feeling power outside of human interaction is necessary for me because it pulls me out of this egocentric view that we are the center point of attraction and creation. Blah, blah, yeah, blah. blah is right. And it allows Boring. me <laughs> to like hop on the inspiration and momentum of things happening outside of the human perspective or the human experience. Things that are just so natural that are occurring without us even witnessing it. Yes. And then I always go back to something that I think I've said in early episodes, this line from Alan Watts, the meaning of life is just to be alive. It's so plain and so simple. That's it. It goes on, but I'm going to just cut it off right there. Such a good one, Neen. So how can I be alive and operate in a way where my value or my existence isn't predicated on the success defined by others? Because let me tell you, I have been reading nonstop Mm. 
cleaning my beautiful home, Mm. playing in my garden, making fun things with my herbs and hanging out with a select group of people. And although I've been operating from a place of lowness, I still feel high vibe, more high vibe than I have before, if that makes sense. Okay. Does that make sense? They're existing at the same time. I'm feeling low as a result of a circumstance that I'm having a hard time overlooking, but because I know I'm low, I'm putting certain things into place that I know are going to support me. Time, space, nature, good wisdom. So I'm doing that, which those are all very high vibe things. I wish you guys could see my hands right now. Although it's going to take a second for my energy to level out, the vibe is pulling it up. The high vibe is pulling it up. I'm not drinking, smoking, binging, and doing these things that would perpetuate the narrative of fuck them, fuck this, drive harder, faster, stronger, be better type of thing. It's allowing me to like pause for a second. And I know you are loving this. I'm living for what you just said. Also, I'm living for the fact that it sounds like you have like a wildlife conservation in your backyard. (laughs) It's amazing. I'm looking at her backyard right now. And while she was saying all of that, I was just like hands in the air like I'm at church. Let's go, sis. Something I do want to say is low key how little we do need in a way to uplift. You don't need all these things when you're feeling low to uplift yourself. Like Marina says, she has her go-to. She knows she needs time. She needs space, wisdom to a degree, and then things like gardening and cooking. So I just moved in to a new house, beautiful spot in Worthington, new place. I thought it couldn't get whiter than Clintonville. And not that there's anything wrong with it, by the way, just something I, it's hard to you not You white notice. people. <laughs> no, no. I'm just kidding. I'm combining my household, the way that I've lived alone, never lived with a boyfriend before, and the ways that I've learned to live with somebody for the past 10 years into one place. Okay, today marks day 15 that we've lived together. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Guess how much money we have spent on setting up and bringing together our lives. I know it's going to be very little because you guys are like minimalists. Well, I'm not like an active minimalist. I just literally don't have money right now. The average person would spend a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars. Yeah. How much have you spent? One hundred. That's amazing. One hundred for three pieces of furniture, by the way. So this really cool thing has been happening. We haven't been desperately being like, oh, fuck, we need a shower liner. Fuck. Or like, oh, God, our silverware is so annoying, clinking and clanking the drawer. We need a silverware drawer thingy. Every single thing that we've been like, we need AAA batteries. Oh, take a note. We need a trash can. They literally have all come to us. <laughs> Cassandra every- opens her front door every day and looks down <laughs> and something on her list is right in front of her. And that, kids, is the power of love. love. <laughs> no, I'm Cassandra saying- Cassandra literally walked into my house today <laughs> and she's like, I literally am so in love. I honestly did not know that this capacity of love existed. This shit is crazy. All I'm getting back to the moving thing though, obviously moving in with somebody's really, I've never done it. I didn't know how many conversations you basically have. It's incredible. I'm also my mother's daughter. Everything is very particular and, it, and I really like it clean. I feel safe when things around me are really clean. Cause if you guys didn't know this, Marty and I were like literal household servants, if you will, growing <laughs> up. We made our parents bed. We had to vacuum the carpet in a very specific way. We were pledged every single pledged day. We were, everything. Yeah, I mean, honestly, in hindsight, maybe I wish we didn't do it that much, but I do appreciate the techniques that I've received over time. Anyways, we've had a lot of conversations about the house, but the most beautiful thing that has come from this, my dude, is the creativity that has come into making a space a home 
without having the need to fill it with shit from Target, with shit from the fucking store. We're filling our space with this intention and energy that is something I've really never done before. And guess what? It's working in such a powerful way that it's like influencing my whole life. So what I have to say is, even if you don't have that thing in front of you, I'm going to relate this back to sobriety because I still low-key can't believe that I haven't had a cigarette in six months and a drink, dude. Me a year ago would have never thought that I would be like celebrating that, you know, jerking off to the idea of fucking sobriety. Anyways. I didn't have that exact list of things that I needed to do to complete the thing, to have the perfect whatever for the house, for taking the step towards trying sobriety, for quitting my job to start my own empire with you. We didn't actually have what we thought we in quotation marks needed, but look what's happening. You create the reality based off of how you do the day-to-day, minute-by-minute, moment-by-moment. That's the magic. Yeah. That's the magic. Like my childhood-like magic, which is impressive, by the way. It is coming out of me at all ends. It's coming out of every orifice. Well, we're double Pisces, so that helps too. I know. I can definitely relate to that. In this stage right now, I know that the reason why I didn't get this opportunity was because I need to put everything into Stardust Standard. And with such a big distraction like that, I would have never been able to do more and get get this product line out and move forward with the retreats and everything that you and I have planned. My natural inclination is to fill space with motives, passions, projects, while I'm waiting for certain things to unfold that can only do so over time. So you and I cannot force the pace of Stardust Standard necessarily for lots of different reasons. I cannot single-handedly force it to happen in a shorter period of time. And so naturally, I'm going to want to reach out to add other things to feel productive. So when I'm removing that from the equation now, and I'm filling my time with reading books and building sage bundles and saging my house and dancing around my house and spending time with really thoughtful people, it feels feels really good. It feels magical. I guess my question is, you know, those things feel really good to you. You know, you could probably make a list of, you could probably make a list of those simple you, 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 You could probably make a list of those simple pleasures like that and know exactly how you ideally like to spend your time. But you, my sweet sis, are impatient. I hate it when people call me impatient. I don't think it's a fair assessment. I think I'm incredibly patient. I've been slowly working on my wellness brand for 10 years. I slowly unfolded a beautiful relationship with my now husband. I have taken Arabic lessons for three years. I don't think you can call me impatient. I think that you can be patient in many ways and impatient in other ways. Like some people think I'm nice. Some people think I'm a bitch. That's who you're talking (laughs) to. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm just saying, you know, you like simple pleasures and it sounds like when you make space for them, they fill you. They fill you so right and so good, but you don't often make a ton of space for them. You're rolling your eyes. You just want me to move on your past, <laughs> let it go. How do you know? How do you know? Bitch, you wrung yourself out dry this past weekend. This past weekend? What do you mean I wrung myself out dry? When you didn't get the I didn't, opportunity. I, when I didn't get my opportunity, I, I only did simple pleasures. I'm saying it took a lot of understanding for me to navigate when my partner says something that I don't like for me to not shut the fuck down. Mm -hmm. for two hours. Now, when he says something that I don't like, it's no longer, wow, I can't believe we don't understand each other. I can't believe he's saying this to me, blah, blah, 
blah, blah, blah. It takes me 15 minutes to kind of rephrase, repull out, and then like reassess and reapply. And then, I don't know, I can kind of get back to it. Good for you, Cassandra. You have you're all the a, answers. You're making this face like, like this is not relatable. What is the bottom half of your face doing? The bottom half of my the top, face the top will half. tell you <laughs> what the top half of my face is doing. It's saying that you, good for you, you know everything and how to deal with every low moment in your life. Congratulations. No. Here's a fucking medal. I absolutely don't know. You're like, you, Marima, when you don't get your opportunities, you shut down for three days. <laughs> yeah, dude, my bad. I'm going to say it like that. I know. I know. I just think that you're so amazing. I'm tired of people telling me what I need to do, what I don't need to do, I what I'm good it. at, what I'm not good enough. I just good at. I'm actually you- good on all feedback for the, for the next little bit of time. I just want to tell you how amazing you are. Seriously. <laughs> that you can do. I'll take And how fucking knowledgeable and wicked cool you are. Thanks. And I honestly always have been low key, dude. Thanks, Cass. We used to get not like bullied on the bus. But by the way, we also took the bus until we were <laughs> like seniors in high school because we had this thing we weren't where allowed to we drive. weren't allowed to get our license. Um, we actually took our driver's license having only been in the car with our BMV driver's school. So we had never parallel parked when we went to take our driving test. It's a cruel joke. I just, I don't really get it to this day. It's it pretty honestly, fucked up. Honestly. I don't think I'm like, it actually long-term impacted me other than like, it's okay when people tell you no, you can somehow, you know, get to it maybe if it doesn't look like everybody else's path but we did end up passing our driver's license not that time yes the time after that we failed it because we had never parallel parked before they're like you have to parallel park this car and we're like what we're like even and i and i was like dad what the fuck and he's like see you guys aren't ready and i'm like you have to practice parallel parking (laughs) you don't just wake up one day and know how to parallel park a car i immediately failed when i went to parallel park i immediately failed to the point i was like what the you turn the wheel the opposite way (laughs) (laughs) Like, it doesn't make sense. (laughs) Literally. I mean, I just kept thinking, I didn't want to annihilate the cone. I just wanted to be like, just You you literally can't even touch the cone. Back to the whole getting bullied at the back of the bus thing, having to ride until we were seniors in high school. I'm talking like middle school. We had this ability to really be friends with anybody. And we really like befriending the people that also kind of felt othered. Like, we always did that. If you couldn't pronounce the kid's first name, we wanted to be friends with them, pretty much. Yep. We wanted to be in situations where, in quotation, the popular kids were it's like literally social survival you want to be accepted by the popular kids so we had this ability to kind of like creatively occupy all those spaces yeah we did a good job at a young age dude we were problem solving some social stuff sometimes i think about how much i managed in high school as a stoner captain of the volleyball team president of show choir and doing all of these things and being in ap classes and being um you know these like perfect quote-unquote kids and still wanting to like do drugs and fuck boys and stuff like that the amount that we simply managed as teenagers is unbelievable you think it's a lot i think we really did manage a lot yeah I mean, we were not normal kids. We are kids of an immigrant parent. Things are just going to be different. Yeah. You have to like fit this template of I'm going to be an engineer, doctor, surgeon, lawyer, whatever. And then you also have your own life. Like I want to be perceived as cool. I want to be a, the hot volleyball player girl. I want to also have like a cool group of girlfriends. I want to take homecoming pictures with the cool girls. So we had like these two lives that yep. we were fitting into one as a 16 year old. It was yeah. a lot. Yeah. But I digress. So you feel better now or what? I was this fun or what, sis? Tween bitches. 
Twin bitches. Twin I'm a jet skiing off a jet ski. Twin bitches. Is that good? Yeah, it was really good. It didn't really sound like him, but I feel a lot better today. I know I feel a lot better based off of like certain things. Like I'm probably not going to take a nap today, which is a really good sign. I've been sleeping like an obscene amount. Girl, That's how I know I'm depressed. Guys, sleep is our drug. I call right. it a factory reset. Any hoosies, I'm not going to take a nap today. And I feel good, inspired, and I'm excited to kind of ride the wave of this next chapter that feels like a liminal stage. I have one foot in, one foot out of making moves, but also really stabilizing my relationship with what it's like to just like not being a, a product of success. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, it makes sense. Love that. Uh, moving on. Things that we're going to eventually talk about that I feel passionate about. Falling in love sober. Also like dating and fucking fucking and all that shit when you're sobs versus not sobs. Also money, 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 money. <laughs> Just like the difference in what we're spending and how we're spending. And that's about it. So can't wait, can't wait to chat more. Okay. Have a lovely. How are we doing guys? Are we, are we doing good? Do you like it? If so, let us know. <laughs> no, yeah. for real. We love to know. We really like compliments. Yeah. And I think that at the end of every episode in all caps, if you can just DM us one of our names to know just who you prefer to have. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know when Luke and Lorelai do yeah. the ribbons after the breakup? Yes. It's like no hard feelings, but who got more ribbons? Yeah. Who won that episode? Okay, bye. <laughs>